0: Pokemon, colon, Mewtwo Returns, released December 4th, 2001, the direct sequel to the first Pokemon movie, Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back, which is a very confusing naming convention because he strikes back and then he returns. I'm
1: so glad you brought that up because I did start watching the wrong movie for this episode
0: (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, I already saw this. (laughs) This is so familiar. Well, I'm Delavento. I'm Nick Dundall. And this is Attract Mode. Yeah, sometimes when you Google Mewtwo returns, it just redirects you to the first Pokemon movie, which isn't very helpful. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, not a great naming convention. Because it's like, there's no, there's no, Mewtwo was never there to begin with, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's no movie called Mewtwo for the first time ever. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of like tacked on the beginning of Pokemon the first movie. So I guess that's why they call it Pokemon the first movie nowadays.
1: Yeah. It's Pokemon A New Hope and then Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The Mewtwo Strikes Back.
0: Holding a Pokeball up. And then. And then then the Ewoks are in this one. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, They they cut some tree logs and they come and smash a Charizard. Oh my God. In the head. (laughs) It's so bloody. Killing it. Yeah. Um. All right, Pokemon Mewtwo returns. Nick, what do you think? Man, I, I've been Great spending start. a lot
1: of time watching Bo Burnham's Inside this week. I've I been,
0: also was watching Bo
1: Burnham's Inside. I well, I, I've been rewatching it just before it and this. rewatching it, and it's just like I've, I've watched it three times now. It's fantastic, and yeah. it comes down to this thing where I like I just like things that are sad and this movie this movie is not sad <laughs> this, this movie is not what i loved about the first mewtwo movie which is that it had that like sadness with pikachu and like this oh, this deep emotional connection um there's nothing there's no there's no place for me to hook my personality into this movie it's just some pokemon having an adventure that calls back to the first movie in an unnecessary way
0: um yeah I mean, I think there is I think they attempt at some emotional depth. I don't think they succeed right. I mean th- there 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 are some like motifs and set pieces they set up to like make it seem deeper than it is. And I think maybe once or twice they like hit a pocket of emotion that's kind of like, ah, oh, okay, they
1: try. I'll give you that they try. Yeah, okay, but it never lands for me in the same way. And so it kind of feels like it takes away in a bizarre way from my experience of the first movie, not in a, not in a meaningful way, not like I, I've ruined, you can't ruin the past, you know, that's dumb shit, but like it, it does like, I liked where it left it in a certain way, except for the fact that everyone forgot everything. I wish that part was not part of it, but like <laughs> um, well, a good news
0: for you, Nick. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we should, yeah, just in case anyone has jumped in here and not seen the first movie, they do a recap at the beginning, but we'll kind of say what happens there is that Ash and team go to an island for a competition with some grand Pokemon master who turns out, to surprise, be a cloned Pokemon named Mewtwo who uh, wants to take over all Pokemon and clone them. Never, did we ever understand why he just thinks Pokemon are superior and he's going to wipe out everybody else basically.
0: Yeah, I mean that's be- and he kind of says that in the in the recap in this yeah. is that he was going to like destroy the world or take over the world or right. like and sort of forge it. Right, establish Pokemon supremacy.
1: Yeah. Um but he d- learns that humans can love Pokemon even though he wasn't loved cuz he was created by cruel scientists. <laughs> <laughs> um and because that's a thing that can happen, maybe humans aren't so bad. So
0: You teach us these a therapist is what I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. He just needs a mental health professional. So he, he
1: lets everyone go at the end of the previous movie. But before he does, he wipes their memories so they none of them remember the movie happened. So if yeah. you do come into this movie blind, you know as much as the main characters in the film. Sure. Um, except that they're not, weirdly, another criticism of this one, is they're not really the main characters in this movie. Did you feel that, like, like Mewtwo is really the main character of this movie?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And, And everyone else is just kind of there. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the heroes never really, like they have a moment here, a moment there, but they never really like, the story doesn't ride on them, you know, on their coattails or anything.
0: Which I think is fine because it's not like Ash, Misty, and Brock are like some sort of like amazingly constructed characters. Right. They're very simple. Right. That's fair. And so like anything, anything they can do, Mewtwo can do better. Yeah. Or at least, to an equivalent amount. Um, so they do that little recap from Mewtwo's perspective. So Mewtwo's it's it's a monologue from Mewtwo, a lot of monologues from Mewtwo, in case you weren't sick of them yet right. from previous Pokemon movies, more monologues featuring Mewtwo. Um he he just yeah, he talks about the events of the first movie, him being a clone, him being, you know, kind of captured and and tortured by Giovanni and escaping that and creating his own island and blah 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 and then like him coming to like understand humans and respecting them or at least like understanding that they that they don't need to be destroyed um yeah. and then flying away with all of his cloned pokemon that he created and so and then the very next thing that that picks up is uh we get uh giovanni cuz giovanni's the only person whose memory wasn't wiped which seems About like the existence of a big
1: mistake on Mewtwo's part to not just go take care of that real quick.
0: <laughs> yeah, just like go knock on his, go to Viridian Gym, be like, "Hey, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. All right, <laughs> catch you later." That takes care of that loose end. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. Maybe he was in a he was in an emotional state, didn't want to fly all of his pookie pals because like he's <laughs> right. the one projecting or like propelling all of the that's other a good Pokemon. point
1: yeah they all ride on his power
0: you don't want to like drag them all over to the team rocket base yeah how much
1: pp does he have with that move
0: yes exactly might not be a lot right yeah so giovanni is tracking Mewtwo still because he's like it's he's my property i need to you know reclaim him and use him for my nefarious purposes
1: specifically i'd like to point out that like he he wants to find him and there's like a researcher assistant type character who is there and is like i've got a strange energy signature here uh i think i've got him and then giovanni like ignores that person is like i found him
0: <laughs> i mean this is what happens when you're the boss when you're an right. evil boss you just take credit for everything I did it. Despite the fact that there is this giant criminal syndicate like that supports his, his nefarious enterprises. He's gonna take credit for all of it. Big ego on Giovanni. Yeah. Um so they find out where Mewtwo is hidden. He's hidden somewhere in the Joto region, in like this like secluded area. Uh the Joto region being the gold and silver uh location. And then we cut to Mewtwo, Mewtwo is like kinda like again it doesn't clarify like how much time has passed like you assume like like there's never like a real clarification in terms of like time what the chronology is between like seasons of the show and whatever so it's like like, like, ash stays 10 yeah like he's cartoon logic right um like i think he's like 13 or 14 now or something sure but
1: but he started at what 10 or 12 or whatever something so he started at 10 yeah yeah my, my point
0: being is that it took him 20 years to age four years that's, so. that's where
1: i'm getting yeah 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 south park and bart simpson are right there with him
0: right exactly yeah it's it's a like freaking out about humans and bart's right there being like don't have a cow <laughs> yeah
1: right Mewtwo. S- spray painting el barto on the side <laughs> of a, a bulbasaur or something
0: right and um uh, so he's like telling all the clone Pokemon, it's like we have to stay hidden. And I think they're can kind of like riled up about it, right? Like they don't really want to be like fugitives on the lamb for the rest of their pokey lives mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, we then get a cut to our faithful heroes, though not so much in this movie, uh, Ash, Misty, and Brock. They are once again traveling through the Johto region. So Ash can fail once again at being a pokemon master um they have to this is some weird shit right because so like all their adventures take place on foot right like they have to go like by foot to across wherever they're the going world.
1: yeah sometimes they take boats you see them on boats yeah, sometimes Sometimes
0: boats and they come across this canyon They've arrived at this canyon. I can't remember. Was it uh, Placid Canyon, uh, Serenity um, Canyon, something like that? I know
1: we have Purity River and Clarity Lake or something like that. Those are two locations that will come up. I don't remember the the canyon, but go ahead.
0: Purity Canyon. I Dirty believe, Canyon? No, Purity Canyon. <laughs> yeah, the- the- Brock's favorite place, the Dirty Canyon. <laughs> no. No, so they come to this place called Purity Canyon, which I don't think is a relocation within the games. Um, mm-hmm. So it's once again, them like just inventing locales so they can like do fancy shit with them. Um, but so <laughs> this canyon, according to the guidebook they have, there is a bus that takes them that that takes travelers through the canyon, but it only <laughs> it only goes once a month. Yes. <laughs> which seems real shitty.
1: Yeah, that's wild. Like, that's a, that's a considerable uh, round trip, but I guess, you know, there are places in the world that are like that. There are, like, planes that fly into remote towns in Alaska that, you know, only fly three times a year or whatever.
0: Um, I suppose so. I suppose this, so.
1: This is, this is the way of the world in Pokemon, the, the world that also exists with the Minnesota Vikings. So, this is the way of our right. world.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this... So then they see that the bus is coming to, like, the bus stop that they need to get to. Otherwise, they're going to have to wait a full month. So they Mm -hmm. start sprinting down this, uh, like, fucking, uh, you know hillside to try to catch up to the bus and then it starts raining well but with l- little help
1: from brock because the first thing he says is too bad we're gonna miss it because i'm gonna cook lunch
0: yeah he's <laughs> like, determined like we're gonna eat first you gotta yeah. eat
1: i am definitely not getting on this once a month bus before i eat um but misty and ash do not uh, adhere to that plan and start running after the bus
0: um but brock already has his frying pan out it starts raining this is where you get that uh, you know Classic. infamous yeah. scene where he says now my frying pan is a drying pan he puts it on his head i've
1: heard that before on the internet it must be in me videos i've, I've told it things. to you it's a uh, you've told it's,
0: it's, it to me <laughs> it's, it's on the. it's on an episode of this podcast okay. where i told it to you okay
1: because as soon as i heard it i was like why do i know this <laughs> okay
0: because I, I slammed it into your brain. Yeah, you sure did. It it like it
1: immediately fired up neurons where I'm like, oh God, yeah. I've heard this before, and that upsets I'm me. I'm glad
0: we caught it. Like I I thought it was just in some random episode of the show, and I was like, mm. we're never gonna partake in that, but showed up here, so I'm happy for it. Here it is. Um they're also being followed by Team Rocket. My yes. fucking least favorite characters in what? this in all of Pokemon. What? Like I I like <laughs> what I love Team Rocket. <laughs> Look, I like Team Rocket as a concept, as like actual characters that interact with anything. I hate them. Oh like, man they they always show up, do their stupid catchphrase rhyme thing.
1: Their rhyme is so good. What? Yeah, it tells about what they are is so wild because they want to unite the world and protect it from devastation against the evils of truth and love. What does that mean? What, what is that? I'm so like, that's the most invested thing I have going on in this movie is I want to know what they're about when they come out and say that shit. And then the other great part is that in this like next scene, we have Jesse. Oh shit. Jesse or James jesse that's gotta be (laughs) jesse jesse gets hit on no she mistakes herself being hit on by some guy who is just concerned for her safety and she's like oh true love but i can't i've already dedicated myself to team rocket (laughs) and she refuses to like she's holding true to their slogan uh i don't know i mean they are ineffectual and stupid and do blast off every time we see them all of those things i will grant you as being dumb but the the oath that they have sworn, the the humor of Jesse and James, I think, sometimes works, and uh, sure. like James just being like kind of dumb and willing to you know like be himself no matter what, I guess, um, kind of is a fun thing. And Meowth Meowth can be fun even with his dumb voice. Um, I really liked Meowth in the previous movie when mm-hmm. uh, he and his clone were just like buddies while everyone else was fighting and that like kind of gets echoed in this movie there's there's a few returns that are okay yeah um,
0: i think it's the repetition that drives you up the wall it's like I, there's I nothing that. new to them when they show up it's just like we got to catch pikachu we're gonna call ash a twerp and we're gonna blast off and and that's every episode in the show
1: well they do learn a little
0: bit in this one
1: though so let's catch up to when they actually like break into the scene a couple other things happen they they meet a a woman who you got a name for the woman who runs Uh, luna luna uh she tells them that the purity river is like the the best way to get through this valley since the bus has left. Oh, they missed the bus. That's the yeah, they missed the bus. Yeah. Uh Brock hits on her by saying <laughs> he can get under her drying pan with him uh <laughs> if they want to get real close. Um but she's I guess she's like like a like a ranger type character who is protecting this, you know, this river and the mountain it sits under um I'm just going to briefly say they try to take the river. The river is way occupied by bugs because for some reason the more pure water is the more bug pokemon that are drawn to it
0: i don't i guess i guess that's a thing why not sure (laughs) why not Um, and and misty hates bugs like that's been a thing since the beginning of the show she infamously hates bug pokemon yeah Um, which raises questions like are there
1: other bugs in the pokemon world like like you know regular mosquitoes and fleas. No, so all bugs are, like, minimum two feet tall.
0: <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> that I already hate regular bugs, so... Yeah, that would, I would change that my too. perspective. But then
1: you don't have to worry about them, like, scooting in in your windows. Or if they are, they've, like, chewed a hole through the wall, and you've got a devastating, like, home repair That's to worry about. way worse. The, no, the, the I know. Why I describe I know. that? I don't want I'm, that. I'm just saying, like, is, the, is it one thing or is it the other? Is it that they stay out of homes, or is it that they are completely ruining civilization <laughs> i don't know um, i mean they
0: are vermin so all right
1: all right getting back on track sorry pests. i had a deviation there uh so they they can't take the river because of the bugs so they come back and they're like well you can climb this mountain but it's completely inhospitable to human life and nobody ever comes back <laughs> it's basically how they sum it up um at which point while they're trying to decide if they want to do that Bam, Team Rocket breaks into the house uh, that they're staying at, and it says, we're kidnapping Pikachu because it's what we do. It's all Why? we got. It's our thing. <laughs> yeah. So this is where they've learned. They've they, It took them however long in the series to get to this point, but they have electric cable, like electric canceling cables of some kind. It's, a,
0: it's like a rubber whip.
1: Yeah, a rubber that, whip that, that cancels the, the electric blast from Pikachu so they can actually catch it which nobody tries to stop them is the weirdest thing here once they have bound pikachu in this thing and they're like all right we're gonna leave now with your pikachu and they're like gloating over how smart they are no one's like oh yeah i've got an onyx in my pocket why don't i just throw that whole thing at you but whatever kids are stupid um so they they also aren't just gonna leave in their normal meowth hot air balloon which is always with them at all times. They have now strapped rockets onto their Meowth hot air balloon to take off a little bit better. Um, And were they not under some very bizarre uh, environmental conditions under this mountain with a storm blowing, uh, they'd they'd have done
0: something good
1: here. They would have actually succeeded.
0: Well, well, the thing is I'm pretty sure at some point in the show, before this i think so- at some point during like the kanto season they do successfully capture pikachu and bring pikachu to giovanni oh. and giovanni just goes what the fuck is this oh, no. like <laughs> <laughs> so why they are like, they still trying because they're idiots <laughs> because there are these weird loser misanthropes that have nothing better yeah. to do and are like the bottom of the Team Rocket like echelon that n- and no one respects them. Which and we definitely
1: no- see in this movie.
0: Right. Um, and they have nothing else going for them than to hunt and capture this one Pikachu that isn't even that powerful or rare or good. It's just a fucking Pikachu.
1: <laughs> so we also meet two other characters in this same like tight few minutes here um right before pikachu gets captured uh i mentioned that the scientist guy shows up who tells them not to take off in their rocket which jesse misinterprets as romantic affection um but i don't remember his name i do cullen. remember cullen and then he has an assistant named domino um who's you know, a normal name who immediately is like i recognize these two team rocket folks um And also throughout the next couple of scenes is seemingly obsessed with near-death experiences. (laughs) She gets a real giddy thrill out of that. Um, But team rocket goes to blast, to to blast off. I almost said like unironically with no (laughs) intention of they, they take off in their rocket balloon and the uh, Luna says, uh, Hey, that's dangerous and irresponsible. You shouldn't take off in a balloon during this crazy storm. You could hurt yourselves, at which point uh, then, then Ash is like, we got to get my Pikachu back. And she says, all right, you 10-year-old child, we're going to climbing a mountain during a storm that I've already told you people do not come back from if they go up. <laughs> and there's like no pause, no breath. Talk about irresponsible. I think <laughs> the uh, Team Rocket, I assume, is older than 10, uh, has a little bit more handle on things. Than this lady, but uh, they start climbing the mountain, the whole collective, the Cullen, Luna, uh, Domino, and the kids. And they, um, <laughs> they there's some comical, I guess, bits back and forth with Team Rocket like flying around them because the wind is blowing them all around. And then Domino reports in that she's making her way up the mountain to uh, I guess like Team Rocket command or Giovanni himself. I can't remember which.
0: I think it's directly to Giovanni. Directly
1: to Giovanni. Turns out she is <gasps> a secret agent. This whole time. Wow. This whole Who two saw minutes. <laughs> this whole two what minutes that twist. we've engaged with her. It it really feels like they should have dropped that later, right? Like they should have had her going along and per- participating. It is instead almost immediately after we meet her, and she is well, halfway Nick. up the mountain.
0: When you only have an hour runtime to to That's tell true. your story, which is we gotta, uh, we gotta make <laughs> these beats go fast.
1: It is the better part of the movie that <laughs> it is so short. Um, so she unveils her outfit and has a secret team rocket
0: pink. Wait wait black, wait hold on hold on a sec hold on a sec hold on a sec. I so I looked away. I like I like kind of like got bored for like. A minute while watching this movie and i looked away and they were walking up the mountain and then next thing i knew i looked back and they were all dangling off the side of this hot air balloon yeah. basket f- he, via a rope grappling hook thing how wait how do we get from there a to b so the, the the only thing i can tell you about that is that the
1: hot air balloon blew directly into luna and i uh. think they were all tethered to her because of the mountain climbing got it. So okay. so she must have grabbed onto that. It does happen so quickly. It's very easy to miss. But it it just kind of zooms back and forth in the storm, crashes right into her. Again, no one telling her she's irresponsible uh for taking these stranger 10-year-olds without parental consent uh up this mountain during the storm.
0: Age of consent is 10 years old in the
1: Pokémon right. universe, Nick.
0: Yes. Um and then
1: uh Domino unveils herself to be Uh, the black tulip agent 009 of team rocket, who is part of some special forces unit that they have um, and calls them in because they know that, the the target is here on this mountain somewhere
0: i she- would like to point out that like fucking team rocket has like a standing military and also yes. like uh, war dirgibles like why the fuck do they need like an, a super strong psychic pokemon when like the most you see in any given pokemon town is a single cop like yes. i think they have more than enough resources to like do also, whatever they want to do also
1: still don't understand what they want like <laughs>
0: their their
1: domination plan just doesn't make any sense to be at evil all. With
0: right the power
1: like is giovanni's deal the truth and love thing is he anti-truth and love can we hear no, more I about think that's that a that's I think just, just jesse and jesse and jesse and james yeah, Which i think they're just I, I find more intriguing that way i i kind of want to know more about how they came up with that well, i
0: think it's also why they are like disregarded and disrespected in yeah. the rocket chain of command right because they are just like these low-life idiots that just like have their own weird personal like <laughs> ro- romanticized form of like crime i i kind of love it i think
1: they're my favorite characters in
0: all of pokemon <laughs> Hmm. well Hmm. i mean pikachu
1: kind of is the heart of pokemon movies and whatever but he is the glue yeah but as far as like other characters that i'm into the most laughs come out of team rocket for me when they like break the fourth wall and that kind of thing which they do in this movie too it's a it's a running gag um uh so uh domino black tulip 009 whichever name we want to choose to use for her going forward uh decides that team rocket that that Jesse and James and Meowth are just as expendable as you've been describing them. And she shoots a dart at the balloon, rocketing it away with everybody in tow um, on the, on the cable. So she can go and claim Mewtwo and everybody kind of gets scattered. The heroes end up in one place, Pikachu and uh, Jesse and James and Meowth end up in another Um, and Pikachu is free um, somehow in that crash Only to run into another Pikachu. The clone Pikachu. Um,
0: That had a slap fight with him in the the
1: first movie. Right. Um, Which nearly repeats here. um, Because they start beefing with each other immediately. um, And there's lots of... Well, the
0: clone does. Because the clone remembers everything. Whereas Ash's Pikachu remembers nothing. So he's just kind of like, who's this guy? Who are you? Yeah. Um, and Meowth translates
1: some of this where it's like, they know each other. I think, I don't know. I don't get it. Which is where our fourth wall break comes in, where Jesse says, it's like, we're in a sequel to a movie we haven't
0: seen. (laughs) So, uh, what happens next here? I think Mewtwo shows up, right? Mewtwo shows up. Um, he kind of like stops the fight because the clone Pikachu is about to like fucking headbutt. like he like does like a dive bomb. He like jumps in the air is about to like, come down and slam uh ash's pikachu and he like telekinetically like holds him in midair to get him to stop and then there's a bunch of lecturing and pontificating and whatever whatever from Mewtwo. it's hard to keep track of mm-hmm. it, when exactly he says what um but basically uh he's just kind of like he wants to be left alone he wants all the pokemon that he's with all the clone pokemon to be left alone but now everyone has brought all of these outsiders, and specifically mm-hmm. Team Rocket and Giovanni here, um, but then they and then but the the clone Pikachu is still mad and says we should stand and fight and not flee. I believe one of them wants to fight, one of them wants to flee. Yeah, um, and I feel like it switches at some point because I think Pikachu. Yeah. Am I, am I wrong in that? Because, no, you're like, not.
1: Now that you've said it, I can think about two moments where they're translating for that Pokemon. And yeah, the first instinct is fight here. But later, it's we shouldn't be bound to this mountain. We should just leave and go live our lives out in the world. Right. So it's never being
0: specifically Pikachu's perspective on that. The clone Pikachu. Right. He goes from yeah. that first thing, that first idea to the second idea. Yes. Um, so he takes a troop of Pokemon with him being the clone Pikachu and leaves the the island so it's like this kind of like mountainous island in the middle of this giant lake at the top of this like plateau thing mm-hmm. um that's surrounded by the the canyon and and so the the team rocket troops are coming in on their warplanes and their zeppelins or whatever mm-hmm. and they're gonna come to the island so the clone pikachu and his contingent are gonna leave and they're taking regular Pikachu and regular Meowth with them. Um regular Meowth then meets up meets clone Meowth again and again kinda has that like immediate chemistry with clone Meowth. And then they Which
1: I love that as a character thing that he's like so into himself that the two of them are unlike all the other clones who are immediately wanting to beef with each other. They're just buddies. <laughs> like,
0: yeah they it hit works. it off. It works well. Um and then they lock up Jesse and James um and meow says he's gonna do this double agent thing where he's gonna go with the clones for a little bit to try to capture ash's pikachu and then come back and rescue jesse and james and then where do the other humans end up I,
1: i'd just like to point out that the clone pokemon had this jail cell built already <laughs> they, <laughs> well, they were also like, had
0: a giant monitor in there remember yeah, that because yeah. that's how mewtwo like watches stuff on the outside world right why?
1: Why? <laughs> why were they prepared? Well, why? For this? But also,
0: how? Like, how do they have a giant monitor? And then, what is it hooked up to? Do they yeah. have like a CCTV system scattered yeah. around this a, this mountain?
1: That's a great point because earlier, when the bus is going through, like after the after the heroes miss the bus, they kind of cut to showing the bus going down the road for some reason, and uh, a big wind blows the bus off the cliff. But Mewtwo, through the monitor, so not even, like, out there, is watching this from a camera that is somewhere in the jungle, and, or I, I say jungle, forest, whatever it is, uh, but is watching this remotely, sees the, the bus flying off the mountain, and uses his psychic powers to correct it so that it will be safe. And the driver is just like, well, that was weird. How did that happen? And that's the last we hear from them for the movie. <laughs>
0: oh, well, la 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 la. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, but like, it, it was meant to be a moment for showing Mewtwo's humanity, because he or or his respect for humanity, at least. Right. Uh, he 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 passes it off as saying that the um, the reason he saved them was because if they crashed there, more people would come to rescue them. But the other Pokemon are like, mm, I don't know. You like
0: people. <laughs> yeah. You like
1: people, Mewtwo. Yeah. Um, but anyways, just yeah, he's got cameras and he's got psychic powers he can use through cameras.
0: Well, he has done that before, I'm pretty sure. Probably. In the first yeah. movie. Yeah. He's like watching people and he's making all the waves churn and summoning oh, right. the hurricane or whatever. Right. Um yeah, the I'm trying to remember where all the people
1: end up. So, yeah, you're talking about that separate islands thing. The heroes kind of end up where the ones who leave Mewtwo go, right?
0: Yeah, which is on the island, right? Yes. Okay. And while they're
1: there, um the scientist guy is like, I'm going to take a sample of these waters because they're mystical and can yeah. heal people and could change the world and um Domino and uh, the the team rocket army show up where mewtwo is and uh start attacking them um they have like these special robot things i guess that are going to attack yeah mewtwo. and they're like ah, i've i've designed this to destroy you i know exactly how to counter your powers and Mewtwo just destroys the robots like they're nothing like they do knock him down they definitely cause him a moment's yeah stumble. they impede him for a second but immediately after, Giovanni's like, oh, I guess you've proven to me that no- technology can't do everything. That's <laughs> that's a bummer. Um, well, good news. I know that your Pokemon that you care about are on this other island. So if I can't kill you or capture you, rather, I'm going to go hurt them. <laughs> um, which you would think Mewtwo would just be like, I can erase your mind i'll just do that now <laughs> you won't know any of this none of Look, this you see will all matter these
0: planes Bleh, they're dead all right, right. you see the entire army d- dust why doesn't he just stop it
1: then and there it's not a movie because the tension is completely lost by the fact that Mewtwo is so powerful um but uh so domino takes a separate separate team of team rocket people over to other island and starts capturing pokemon not with pokeballs but incredibly violently with these like electricity bands that wrap them and just shock the hell out of them and it's like baby pokemon they specifically point out that these are like defenseless babies yeah. <laughs> and she's just like i like it better when it hurts them
0: <laughs> i'm evil don't you know
1: she's truly vile yeah um <laughs> So they are catching Pokemon uh, and, and hurting them and just kind of getting Mewtwo's attention. And I guess he just comes over. I can't remember like step to step what brings him. Yeah, the, the mechanics
0: fight. of these scenes, I'm like kind of slipping on just because yeah. like it's, it, it all blurs together so much. Yeah. Cause they're so identical and the locales don't look that distinct. because That's like, very true. I've already described the the like geographic like layout of this place, but I'm pretty sure we like it's like a fucking Russian nesting doll because <laughs> it's like a, a like a plateau, like a mountainous plateau, and inside of that, it's almost like a hollowed volcano kind of thing. Yeah, like a and there's a uh, lake. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lake in that, and then on the lake is the island, and then on the island there's another like. It's like a cave mountain. system with <laughs> Yeah <laughs> you know, and there's like, and there's a and there's like another lake inside of that. Yeah. And it's always hard to like tell where they are. Like you could tell when you watch you are like, "Oh, I understand." But when you're describing it like, "Alright, they're at the lake." But not the not the lake, not the outside, like the indoor lake. It's kind of like yeah. a pool. It's like an indoor pool kind of th- But anyways, so the big thing is the team Rocket people are trying to capture all of these Pokémon, including all the babies, which I have to point out, there are there's like a a Nidoqueen walking around that has mm-hmm. babies, mm-hmm. and the babies are also Nidoqueen, but they're like they're really not. small <laughs> Nidoqueen. Yeah, they're not Nidorans. <laughs> which I was like a calling bullshit on that. That's oh not my how God. that works. Yeah. Like a fucking like a Charizard doesn't give birth to little baby Charizards. Like the whole point of the fucking evolution thing in Pokemon is so that there is like there's this is the baby Pokemon, and then this is the teenager Pokemon, and this is the adult Pokemon. How did they miss that? I don't know. It that that really drove me up a roll. Yeah, like how, how can
1: you be the people making Pokemon content? Like the main thing beyond like so it's like well maybe the card game is like the second thing you get the video game you got the show and you got the card game those are like the triumvirate of pokemon content i think and like you gotta get that right (laughs) it's so key to your brand evolution is so important like as a function of the game and of like the interest level people have yeah take that creationist that's so we (laughs)
0: yeah right wow um, yeah, just just one of those little things that really just like really irked me. But anyways, they're capturing all these these Pokemon. They're being evil. I don't remember what happens
1: after this. It's, it is it is really a mess because there's so many cuts. You've got Jesse and James down in the like cave system. You've got the heroes trying to protect Pokemon as they're being attacked. Um, Mewtwo, I think, saves them all from being captured Um, by just like flying away. Um, yeah, he shows up when it's like most of the clones have been captured, but Meowth and Meowth and Pikachu and Pikachu are like running away from this situation. And then Mewtwo arrives and like explodes all the machines. Um, and, uh, and seems to have it pretty well under control. Um, what turns the event here? Like I well,
0: so so Mewtwo defeats the first pair of machines to try to capture him, but turns out they have a second another, set.
1: <laughs> it's that dumb. Yes, you're
0: right. It is that
1: dumb because later they have to destroy those machines. <laughs> yeah, this is such a poorly constructed plot. So he he destroys the first set, no problem. The second set gets him because haha, we're better than you, I guess. Um, well, well they they, they, they definitely learned.
0: set it up because they they set it up where it's like here are the machines again like on the on the shore of the of the innermost island uh place and all of his clone pokemon are there and they have them totally surrounded uh by rocket forces and mm-hmm. the the clone pokemon like part into two groups so Mewtwo Mewtwo's like you got y'all need to let me be captured so that they will you know leave you alone um and so he like is gonna march towards the two machines between them or making like this electrical force field relay thing that's gonna contain him yeah the dumbest fucking thing happens to like push him into the force field is that domino is there and she has another fucking black tulip uh-huh. and where, you know, the dart that was used to pop the hot air balloon was a black tulip that she just threw really hard apparently. Right. And I guess was sharp enough, but this black tulip fucking shoots a laser <laughs> and it just shoots a laser into Mewtwo and pushes him into the force field and he gets captured that way. Yeah. And they like set up
1: this force field is like designed to contain his energy. So it like nullifies it basically. Um yeah. So now that he's captured, Giovanni is going to take over this entire mountaintop because he's like, I got the Pokemon I wanted. Um, uh, I got the the uh the waters here that are magical and mystical, I got everything. I'm Giovanni. I I did it.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm Giovanni, I'm evil, ba-ba.
1: So they they sort of like round up everybody and you know, lock the kids away. Um in that in that jail so conveniently in that, built by, in that lucky by jail the that Pokemon. there and they like construct like they they're like immediately going industrial in on like this five island. fucking minutes there's yeah. like a
0: whole fucking facility built into this fucking it's like the fucking dr evil goddamn lair that they right. just constructed all of a sudden there's like scaffolding that goes up and all this shit and it's like the same goddamn day it's good to be giovanni man I guess. Again, why do you need Pokemon <laughs> with right? the resources that you have? Just fucking go conquer a country and be happy.
1: That's capitalism, man. It never ends. Yeah. It's just like it's a it's a Napoleon complex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so they're taking over this whole place. They've got the uh Jesse and James are like forced to like uh scrub the floors and be the just the peons of the Team Rocket people. But they start pumping out pollution from their new base into the lake, which filters down into the river, which gets to the bugs who get pissed off. (laughs) So that dumb throwaway scene wasn't setting up nothing at all. It was instead to say that eventually, uh, if you fuck with nature, it'll bite back. It's going to fuck back. It's going to fuck you right back. (laughs) So endless swarms of beedrills and ladians and butterfrees, uh just attack and mass in such a way that they like explode the facility <laughs> specifically they the butterfrees fly in and drop their like sleep powder on yeah. some of the workers who are using like a butane blowtorch situation <laughs> over over like in general bad idea to use a very flammable device over a explosive container b- directly below you um but he it's falls It's like it's a as- bunch
0: of metal metal silos like yeah. underneath them and stuff and and he falls asleep and
1: drops it and it just it detonates the whole base presumably killing those team rocket guys instantly <laughs> right destroys them uh but it's enough to release uh the the kids Who get out and run to Mewtwo, who during the time they built this entire base, they have not moved because he's still locked in the same force field outside the base. Just chilling there with these two robots. And again, much like when Pikachu was kidnapped earlier in the movie, these kids don't think our Pokemon can help solve this.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they start, like, with their bare, fleshy child fists punching these robots trying to break Mewtwo free. I-
0: they specifically ram their bodies against them. Like yeah. Ash just goes, if we s- ram into them enough, we'll probably break them. And yeah. It's just fucking Ash a- and Brock just <laughs> tackling them over and over again.
1: You have a 2,000-pound rock snake. <laughs> Use it.
0: <laughs> yeah. All he has to do is lay on it. Yeah. And
1: you're done. So um, they don't do that. Instead, Mewtwo, who's been sitting here during all this, says, fine, I'll save myself it might kill me but I'm gonna try it um they do end up helping him he he like charges up all of his energy into the nullifiers and then uh the he goes, <laughs> wah, wah, wah,
0: wah. um yeah
1: uh, <laughs> that's a great sound there Dylan yeah, save, yeah, save that bite. um Pikachu like shocks the thing at the same time and it blows it up and frees him uh but he's gonna die unless unless <laughs> still a little unless, my brother my brother and me bit there unless they can get him into Ash
0: kisses him oh
1: oh, <laughs> yeah. drops one single tear on him which right. would have saved the day wow you what can- a what,
0: how beautifully symmetrical that would have been yeah <laughs> uh no they have to get him
1: into the lake they're right next to the water like they could just
0: shove him like roll him okay, over but but that water The outside water... It's the the same water. It flows down. It's like when you're a kid and you don't want to go to the beach. You just want to stay at the hotel and go to the pool. It's like that. It's like we can't go (laughs) to the... I don't want to touch the sand. I want to stay and go to the pool. It's like that. Okay. Um, The pool is more pure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So they have to pick him up and take him up the mountain, but... Before they can do that, Giovanni shows up and says, hey, you kids, you got my dang Mewtwo. You broke my (laughs) robots (laughs) and and wants to fight them. At this point, Brock finally remembers he has Pokemon and says, you go. And Misty and he join forces and fight um, Giovanni, who actually, it's not just him. It's not just them. Their Pokemon come out, but also all of the clone Pokemon show up to help so giovanni and then alone, also
0: all the bug pokemon yeah
1: you're right yeah 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 so there's like hundreds of pokemon and giovanni alone is like he like smirks he's like i got this
0: <laughs> like, well he's with his troops all the all the grunts are there okay. too. and
1: still he thinks he's so surrounded so over uh, you know like overpowered uh outnumbered those are the words i'm looking for <laughs> um so outnumbered he thinks he's gonna do it anyway but they fight ash takes mewtwo up <laughs> throws him into the lake like like <laughs> overhand just launches this whole thing's body. A lot of um, upper body
0: strength and yeah. Cullen, the researcher dude who's been like testing water, said, he like, can't throw him in like it might con- permanently contaminate the water and Ash is just like, I don't care throws, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throws this Pokemon into this pristine lake with magical healing abilities, but only if it's uncontaminated.
1: Right. Uh, which I guess maybe the other waters had been ruined by by giovanni's machines who knows uh mewtwo regenerates gets healed it it works you know know, uh,
0: but also as a like another reflection of the first movie when he is sinking because this is a deep fucking lake for some reason like this lake is like fucking a mile deep (laughs) just keeps going down So he's sinking into it, and he's thinking, and he's like, "Have I been here before?" And then it like flashes back to him being in the like the test tube in the in Mm, the incubation chamber in the first Pokemon movie, and it says, and then he sees like a vision of Mew as he's like being healed, and I I I like that. There's like some, you know, yeah, call back to the.
1: first movie are are very welcome at this point because (laughs) i some kind of tissue to make this feel like a proper sequel and not just another story with mewtwo you know i I mean it it is continual like i i don't mean to like fully badmouth it in that way it just didn't feel like it really like told a missing piece of the mewtwo story you know right that's that's what i have most issue with um not that i (laughs) expect that much either um would it have been so much better though if he like threw Mewtwo and he just like hit the water and it's like two inches deep, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it doesn't regenerate him at all. Oh he no! He just lays there. It's like, well, you've contaminated the water with a dead Pokemon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your blood seeps out, and like yeah. the entire the entire magical water just turns blood red. Yeah.
1: Like, well, we fucked up. Uh, now, but obviously it works, and then. Mewtwo rises out of the water and creates some big white light energy sphere that overtakes everything Uh, Giovanni is sucked into it all the Team Rocket people like everybody is and when the light dissipates the fucking lake is gone (laughs) the magical lake is just gone Um, and this was real confusing to me I was like what happened here Uh, Giovanni and Domino and the rest of Team Rocket have no idea what has happened. They are they're like, what's going on? Where are we? Why are we here? Domino's like, I think we must have been doing some kind of secret mission, but maybe we should leave. Because <laughs> we just don't know. And it cuts to Mewtwo and Ash and the just everybody else, uh inside the mountain, because Mewtwo has teleported the entirety of the lake inside the mountain surely this will not cause any grand ecological scale disaster (laughs) like are the bugs still going to get what they need out of this is rain going to replenish this lake what what happened here? <laughs> what happened like, from some here? Gr-
0: Maybe he has some grand like, you know, uh, estuary design or something. Yeah. He's going to like recruit a bunch of shan- sand shrew diglet and be like, "All right, <laughs> get the dig in. We got to we got to make you know underground rivers and streams to like get back burrow back out of the mountainside to get this replenishing." Yeah.
1: Um so the whole plan is that the Giovanni people won't remember and he's going to wipe the memories of, uh, ash and crew equally, uh, just yeah. like he did before. Um, and then of all characters, fucking Meowth is like, what? You can't take our <laughs> memories. That's who, that's what makes us who we are. And Meowth just lays into him with this whole thing about like how you can't do that. And Mewtwo has to be like, mm, uh, you know what? You're right. I was kind of a dick for doing that in the first movie. It's the only thing that makes this whole movie worthwhile to me is that they like correct that grand injustice and, yeah. and Meowth being the one to complain. I kind of really like that. It feels good that he's the one. It's not like Ash playing the moral hero who's like, it's it's important that we have this experience. No, it's it's
0: fucking Meowth. <laughs> like, yeah. Multiple times during this movie, too, they keep bringing up the Meowth moon metaphor because Meowth has forgotten about it. Team Rocket Meowth does not remember we all live under the same moon. Mm. Um, His clone makes that comparison at one point to Mewtwo at the beginning. And then later on, I believe, Team Rocket's uh, Meowth also makes that comparison. So they just love that moon metaphor of like, we all live under the same moon.
1: So it totally slipped by me, but I think that's good that he would make it again. Like either that part of that is like stuck in him and didn't get fully erased or he just thought of it you know again kind of thing however the however you read that i think it's pretty good
0: some interesting like mimetic temporal commentary on like we are always the same person or like if we forget what we've said we'll say it again like yeah yeah (laughs) i
1: like it um so they 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 all leave. Uh, we get a Pikachu hot air balloon to match the Team Rocket Meowth hot air balloon. Where
0: the fuck did this come from? Where
1: did it come from? Nobody knows. <laughs> it came out of nowhere. Um, and and Mewtwo flies away all of his clones just as he's been doing. Um, and uh, and we get some like story that you know. He says something like, "If you hear my voice, you'll know it's me." Which, okay, cool.
0: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> who, who else um, would it be? I guess. Yeah.
1: Um, but also that he's going to roam the world by moonlight and uh, and keep his Pokemon, you know, not trapped in one place, but kind of explore and you know try to stay under the radar, but still live a life. Um, so they get to be out there, and and I think it essentially the if you hear my voice, you'll know it's me thing is him saying like i'm not taking your memories you can have this experience and you'll know that we're you know we're cool with each other
0: yeah and ash says something like this time we'll remember which implies (laughs) that at some point off screen it was explained to him the entire events of pokemon the first movie right right yeah that's a weird one (laughs) yeah i was like When did you find time to like insert was it during the five minute rocket base construction that you like got got the lowdown on what happened previously
1: yeah that could have been a good like scene actually of Meowth just telling them while they're all locked in jail and he's like well this is no he wouldn't know either never mind unless he heard it from explain to him
0: right yeah (laughs) yeah where's the telephone
1: yeah (laughs) um but that's that's this movie it as this movie with them like you know going about their lives and you two going about I,
0: his. I really like this kind of like end scene because it's very, it's very, it's like it's like those scenes, it's like those movies that always end. It, what it reminds me of, it's that I never saw this movie. I only saw trailers. But there's that movie, there's that Jake Gyllenhaal movie called Demolition. I have no idea what it's about, but like in the trailers, there's a lot of scenes of him like walking through giant crowds of people in like new york city or something and Mm -hmm. he would have like headphones on to like show his detachedness yeah from from humanity or other people just like Um, us right now with our headphones uh, on recording
1: this podcast
0: (laughs) um trapped in our uh, uh, domiciles (laughs) um but but it's like him you know, and I feel like that 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 like that shot or that aesthetic is used a lot, you know, it the is. the protagonist walking through a mass crowd and being like, Oh, this is me reintegrating into society or like this is showing my detachment from society, whatever, whatever. And they do that with Ash, Misty, and Brock at the end of this movie. They're like in some not you know, unnamed giant city and they're just mm-hmm. walking through this giant crowd and they have like giant they'll like cut to these big skyscrapers kind of like towering above them and it's and i always like that kind of shot cuz i mean it's it's hokey and it's been overdone but it, like it it communicates so much so easily it's a good visual metaphor mm-hmm. but it's so weird in a pokemon movie yeah because it's not like like this is a this is a fantasy universe where most events take place in like small rural areas yes and like the idea of like urban society is not one that's really addressed much in Pokemon. The plot and sh- I'm
1: sorry, the, the, the shot almost implies that they're like returning to that world changed from their experience. Like they right, exactly. they are going back to the mundanity of big city life. But we know they're not. They're just going to be walking right. through another forest in the next episode or movie or whatever. Exactly. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it does imply that they're like, all right, we've had our grand adventure. Now we're back in life, but we're changed because I, I'm sure what you're getting to is that the color of that shot where it is yeah. only the heroes who stand out in full color. Everyone else has been put in this drab gray, and like it's a it's a good shot. It's a mm-hmm. like. It certainly establishes that they are different for their experiences they are not blending in with the mundanity of the crowd um they they stand out it it's a good shot it just doesn't tell a f- true pokemon story because they're immediately right. going on another adventure right after that exactly
0: this. it's like someone yeah. wanted to just curb that aesthetic without really understanding how poorly it would integrate into <laughs> the story of Ash, <laughs> right. Christine Brock. I, I, I think um, with directors
1: of these movies, I, and I haven't looked at who directed this one and what you know other Pokemon movies have been directed by, but I assume as a director, a lot of time, you're like, this is the close of the story that I told, and that's what matters. You're not really like worried about what comes next so much if you're jumping in and jumping out of a franchise, um, which maybe is not the right way to be, but I think it's the way that they are a lot of times, you
0: know, a little bit of right. like and then they were done adventuring forever. <laughs> and they do that. I mean the the narrator comes in again. He's like and says literally like and that's you know that's them for now and like and then you know stories will pass about like a pokemon that only travels by mm-hmm. the light of the moon and it's mm-hmm. I think the very last shot of the movie is like Mewtwo like hovering on the top of like a spire on a skyscraper. Yep. Like lit by moonlight, which is cool. It also it also in my head kind of ties back into detective Pikachu.
1: Right. That was a w- I was, I was going to bring that up because we know we do see Mewtwo again someday. Right. Presumably the same Mewtwo, even though it's live action, you know, live yeah. action CG, um, presumably a direct continuation of this Mewtwo story. Um, and maybe that's that city. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. Ash visited that city where all the Pokemon buddies are. What was the name <laughs> and of that? He's like,
0: what? I can't fight here. Fuck this place. <laughs> yeah.
1: I guess I'll just go to this like nightclub
0: thing with loudred's <laughs>
1: blast the music. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now this is living for yeah. a 13 year old. Yeah. Cool.
1: Um, yeah, man. I, you know what? Talking about this movie made me hate it less than watching it. I don't know well, what that, was that says. That was my plan
0: all along. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I think, I think talking about it, we weirdly got through it easier than I th- there were a lot of unnecessary scenes, in the movie that just kind of fill time in a very short movie already which is probably why they're there this could have been a much shorter this could have been like a two-parter episode of the tv show i imagine um yeah. but instead they kind of like garbled it up we really didn't need the extra characters uh the like lady who takes them up the mountain and Colin, the Luna, researcher Luna and Colin. yeah they didn't need to be there they could have just met domino but they
0: fall in love they right. fall in love at the end of the movie which for some never reason. contributes
1: to the story in any way it's not like you know there's not some grand tension where luna's in trouble and cullen has to like save her or vice versa or like they have to make a moral decision based on their feelings for each other or the safety of pokemon like none of that it is just they're there and they fall in love in the end um so i, I think if you had cut them out and kept it to like they meet Domino and then Domino betrays them at a crucial point and not just when Domino betrays them because she's bored being Domino. Uh, That would have been interesting. Um, And and I think the heroes could have played a much bigger part if we were telling a continual Pokemon story where the heroes are important. But instead this, this movie really wasn't about them. It was just kind of about Mewtwo finally dealing with Giovanni, which he could have done at any point he wanted to.
0: and he probably should have done should have yes. as to avoid <laughs> wrecking this ecosystem yeah and a bunch of other terrible things that happen through the course of this movie
1: right and also just erasing giovanni's memory not really a solid solution <laughs> like that guy's still a bad news
0: guy yeah
1: doing doing things in the world i'm not saying you should have killed him
0: <laughs> no i am just yeah. <laughs> just throw a shadow ball at that dude disintegrate that motherfucker i don't yeah. think he he's that contributing to society.
1: Yeah. What if at least like if you're going to make someone forget something, you make him forget like that he has an empire of crime.
0: <laughs> he just has to be like, I don't know what I do from here. I guess I'll get a job. Yeah. I'm Giovanni, the school teacher. Right. Um but that's that's me too returning. That's that's Pokemon yeah. Pokemon on YouTube returning. Yeah. Um overall, what would you what would you give it? I give it Five out of ten
1: Ewoks, because there were no
0: Ewoks in this movie. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh-huh. some, so I don't know where I'm going with this. It, the, forest, yeah. the forest moon of Placid Lake. Yes, Lake Placid. Yeah, there was zero alligators <laughs> that were <laughs> trying to kill
1: the whole cast. No Betty Whites. Yeah, this movie sucked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I give it. I give it. Um... I give it four out of six Mewtwo fingerballs.
1: Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. I, I probably would have gone more like a three out of ten kind of thing before we talked about it. But weirdly, I grew appreciation in conversation about this movie. Yes. I don't, I
0: don't
1: understand yes. how that happened.
0: I did it. So, yes.
1: Well, it didn't bump you up a lot. It just made it a very middle-of-the-road yes. movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> um. Well. What's next? Are you ready for our next one? Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. Well, before we get to our next movie, I just want to make a brief uh, mention of uh, Super Mario Brothers, colon, the Morton Jankle cut. Oh, boy. Uh, get, janked, get janked, everybody. <laughs> get janked. Me Too says, get janked. That's his catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, So, uh, uh, when we did our Super Mario Brothers episode, our very first episode, uh, we talked about some deleted scenes that uh, didn't make it to the final cut of the movie. Um, Someone discovered an old VHS, which contains an extended cut of uh, Super Mario Brothers, the movie which includes most of those deleted scenes, the uh, Indian spike. I'm just going
1: to go ahead and say, we deserve credit for setting them on that path. They probably listened to us talk <laughs> yeah, about uh-huh. those deleted yeah. scenes and then they were like, mm-hmm. I got to find them. And yeah. they, they began a multi-year journey of searching yard sales during a pandemic, really dedicated. I'm not trying to take away from their
0: accomplishment. Right. <laughs> just Yeah, you know, editing, remastering VHS, yeah. photos, that's the easy part. But right. Getting the, the getting genesis the, of the
1: idea. <laughs> interest level to go seek it out that's definitely because of us <laughs> yes we should be awarded
0: for that um yeah. but things like that iggy and spike fucking rap in the the fucking nightclub or like why there's green goo on the floor in the de-evolution chamber before uh they're they're seen with koopa like all that stuff is addressed we talked about it in the in the episode but there's a cut out that includes those those deleted scenes um i think a v- version 1.0 is already on archive.org that you can look up um and i think they are still going back and re- remastering it some more um and nick you and i were talking about whether or not we should dedicate a full episode to it i think ultimately don't really need to because yeah. like we talked about the, the big deleted scenes right and i mean we don't want just an episode of just talking about deleted scenes, not um, especially
1: deleted scenes. We've already talked about if they were, if it was newly uncovered stuff that we had not ever heard of or talked about in any way, some of those deleted scenes I had already, you know, like I, I, I felt like we, we talked about them enough that I felt like I'd seen them. So sure. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's necessary to do an episode on it. Um, but if it's out, it's out there for people to watch if they want to watch it. So that's cool.
0: Yeah. Check it out. Um, that it can only make your viewing experience of Super Mario Brothers, the movie even better. It's pretty tough, pretty tall
1: order there, Dylan. It's a (laughs) fantastic movie.
0: Yeah. Well, we're watching another fantastic movie coming up. We're watching the 2002 resident evil movie. uh, Paul W. S. Anderson's his, his, his real kind of road to stardom to, to, to being the, the, the golden boy of Capcom started with this film. Now he's here. Now he's here. You're on this podcast. Hey,
1: Paul, how you doing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Paul, so what was your thought process of making this Resident Evil movie nothing like the video games? Why did you take all of the lore available in the video games to just throw that away? Yeah. Well, the
1: thing is, my wife is hot, (laughs) and I wanted to see her kick things. Oh, were you married at that point? To Mila it does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Paul, for that little bit. We'll get more information <laughs> from you later. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dylan, you recently watched this movie, right? I did. Like, now, a couple months ago. Yeah. According to the laws of the podcast, you will have to watch it again in advance. I will. Of, so, just so you know, you can't squeak by on that. <laughs> if well, I'm gonna shit. watch it.
0: You're gonna watch it. Well, I'm really looking forward to the one. Fucking scene that everyone loves for some goddamn reason. Really looking forward to that laser scene. Keep your eyes peeled. Whoa. Oh.